And I think like, everything you're doing is absolutely right, isn't it? You know, there's 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 more than reasonable effort going into uh, to, to try out all of the new technologies and sure yeah. it can be done, but also frank assessment of some of the challenges it presents and they're real. You know, we need to yes. tick each of those off as an industry and get them solved. Um, yeah. But it is a journey, isn't it? And electric vehicles feels like it's tipped for want of a better word doesn't it you know it is going to happen now it's just how fast and i think we are a short period of time away from you know electric heating and uh you know being able to disconnect houses from from gas potentially um and have everything working on electricity but uh, it takes a few brave souls like yourself to uh, to go out there and uh, do it before it's necessarily economically sensible and uh, you know maybe even do it before it works quite as well as the old solution but uh, you still got to press on and do it you've got to kind of do it yes i mean i do feel that that's become my responsibility i mean it's a I'm fascinated by it, and I've got a, uh, a a wife who's tolerating it, so that makes it bearable. I mean, she, they, I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> there was a we went through a period where she would she said, "Let me get comfy." She'd sit on the sofa and get comfy. Say, "Okay, f- you can do five minutes. You can talk about all your all your battery stuff." And, and I'd be so I'd start, and then I just I go, "No, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it." Yeah. But then the interesting thing with that is, I actually think Judy, my missus, has sold. She's certainly uh, been directly involved in selling a lot of electric cars to, to her mates. So mm. she'll go to someone's house. Uh, her book group, for example, there's eight women in that book group. I think four of them now have electric cars. Well, that's it. That's nothing to do with me. That's <laughs> to do yeah. with her. So she's gone there and they go, and they go, oh, is that one of Robert's electric cars? And you go, I don't know. She's not interested. And then they have a go in it. They go, oh, my God, we're going to get one. You know? <laughs> I think that's but, perfect. Cause I think you know that the real sort of died in the wool enthusiast can can, can, can influence to a certain off. extent. Yeah. But, yeah. but also, you know, when, when someone who's not really deep into the technology or, or not really interested in all of the sort of background of it starts yeah. uh, being able to, you know, influence other people to do it, that's that's the true sign yes. that, that this is happening, isn't it? And, she, and she's got that slightly offhand Australian. She's Australian offhand Australian. Uh, way of you know when people have asked her in car parks i've been with her you know she gets out of a a tesla or the kona or whatever and someone goes oh you know someone comes out oh what's that like then and she goes i don't know it's better better than what oh better than the old shit yeah better than the old (laughs) shit cars they're shit this is better That's 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 the hard sales sales pitch that she'll do. Well, there's probably all most people need to know, though, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? So, yeah, what the tip in the throttle response is not too interesting to the actual person. Yes. Is it better yes. or worse? Is better? Okay, that'll do me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that, I, I real sorry, sorry. I was, all I was going to say was that yes, I mean, I, I, further to what you were saying is that you know that I've been lucky in the last few years to to be in a position. I'm very aware of it that I can afford to put in a battery in my house and solar panels on the roof and. Uh, amazing electric water heaters and we've done shows about them but you know because often people go oh you just get given everything by tesla i can't you know it's so important to underline the fact that it doesn't matter who you are tesla do not give you anything yeah (laughs) i always i mean i always cite the fact that um leonardo dicaprio last time i heard about this had four teslas and he'd paid full price for every single one of them he'd never because and i mean i think that's a genius bit of marketing they don't need to give Leonardo DiCaprio it, it, it's a much better marketing ploy that he's bought it because he wants yeah. one I mean he can afford it for crying out loud it's like that's like you and me buying a, a mint <laughs> <laughs> Eric's bought four mint mint sweeties <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah well 
I, I guess almost inevitably we, we, we focused heavily on uh, the area that we, we both have an awful lot of crossover in. But um, the other bit I just really wanted to go a bit more is just to, to find out a bit more about the future plans for, for uh, Fully Charged, I suppose. So, you know, yeah. where's it going next? Um, you know, has Netflix been on the telephone? Uh, you know, <laughs> what's, the, what's the next thing no. that goes on? Uh, no, I mean, uh, it's a music, there's a very, I'll try and do it quickly, it's an amusing story. So a very good, a really nice man. He's lovely. Uh, uh, who uh, worked on Scrap Heap for many years, and he was a producer and director on Scrap Heap, and I uh, stayed with him in his house in Los Angeles. We worked together a lot uh, for a long time. Lovely guy. He, he then became the head of non-scripted uh, entertainment at Netflix. Not the subhead or the assistant or something, the boss. Yeah. Uh, he's an English guy, lives in Los Angeles, has an American family family. Um, and he, I used to always see him when, if I was working in Los Angeles. So I was there filming uh, the, the Jaguar I-Pace when that was launched in Los Angeles. I was there with Jaguar. And he said, oh, let's have lunch. And I, by then I knew what he did. He'd just start, he'd been there about a year at Netflix. So then at the lunch he said, you've got to pitch me. I love Fully Charged, it's brilliant. We've got to pitch me something. And I said, I don't want it that because you're all a mate and it'll all go weird if I pitch. I don't want to, because that's the whole reason I did fully charged was so I didn't have to pitch it to a TV executive and I explained I know shut up and he used a lot of bad things just pitch to me so I went oh all right so I came back and we spent time and money and thought and energy designing an idea for a Netflix show which I sent to him when would that have been whenever the iPace came out whatever year that was 2016 and then now every year I've got a gif that a young person helped me uh, an animated gif which is the uh, tumbleweed blowing across the Mojave Desert and it's got the sound of wind and a distant uh, Mexican church bell because I have never heard a thing <laughs> from my best mate so I know I do know the right people and it's of no help whatsoever <laughs> so so uh, it wasn't a terribly good idea and, but what well, so the, the, the long story short we are now working towards doing a longer form series on Amazon Prime so that's what we we haven't done it yet. It's not on there yet, but we've been talking to Amazon. They're really keen for us to do it. And Amazon Prime is sort of, in a way, the relationship you have with Amazon for that is more like YouTube. So they're not commissioning it. They're not paying us to do it. They're not giving us a commission, but uh, which is quite a kind of good because we've the, the struggle to maintain editorial independence mm. is brutal and bitter, no matter what happens. But we've managed to get this far particularly in the last year, without quite, you know, either collapsing or being proudly sponsored by the Koch brothers, which is always, you know, always tempting. <laughs> but, you know, so that's a really, it's a difficult, it's a really difficult uh, uh, journey because no one's really done it. There's not a, you know, when I worked for commercial television, there was an office I never went to where they sold TV commercials. And yeah. that's where the money came from that paid for the show that I was in. You know, there was no relationship. So now this is so much more complex to... And there's not really a kind of accepted structure as to how you do that. I obviously work in a slightly different uh, industry, but the concept of um, somehow managing the uh, economic realities of a business with uh, yeah. also you know staying true to your vision and your mission uh, is not lost on me in any way, shape, no, or form. So uh, I understand difficult. the uh, not the detail, but certainly the concepts of what you're what you're trying to navigate yeah. there. Yeah. No, it is, it is a, a, a mindful. I mean, and I am uniquely unqualified to do it. So Dan Caesar, who I work with, who's the, the managing director of, of Fully Charged, is, 
you know, a businessman understands that has done it before. I mean, it was such a, a, a blessing to have met him because it, it with a by now fully charged wouldn't be here. Uh, it would be made once every two months by me, you know, badly shot on my phone. <laughs> where I forget what car I'm in. You know, it would have been very amateurish. So it's become a slight... There's definitely the fact that there are... There's a small team that helps produce it, that there's other presenters. It's become sort of a bigger entity than, you know, I'm definitely not cut out for business management. I don't know how to do business management. <laughs> Can't we all just get on? You know, that's my business management. <laughs> So it's yeah, it's been it's been a tough journey, but I mean fascinating as well. It's not it, whatever else it's been, it's never been boring. You know, it's been frustrating and annoying and brilliant and wonderful and depressing, uh, but it's not been boring. You know, it's been very stimulating. But it doesn't appear in any way to have uh, removed any of your passion and enthusiasm. That journey, though, that seems to all genuinely be there. I, yeah, I, so it's not I something so. you can sort of turn on, is it? You, you've got to no. genuinely have that sort of enthusiasm to do it ongoing for ten years. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly days when I'm just knackered and I can't be bothered to think about it, you know, which is, which I think is not unhealthy. I don't think that's bad. I'd, I used to feel guilty about that. I don't anymore. Go, that's fine, <laughs> you know. You know, just I, I kind of want to put a tweet out. Go, I'll just shut up and buy a diesel. <laughs> You know, just I can't be bothered with it anymore, you know. And then, so, you know, then I'll read something or see something and go, oh, that is amazing. I'm just, I'm amazed at, you know, basically it's my love of engineering and of engineers and how they do stuff and have, you know, people like you, the way you've developed that business, it, I just find fascinating and I see it and I use it and it's real and you go, that is brilliant that someone has has done that, you know, that, that similar vision in a way I find really inspiring and you know that does fill me with hope that there is there is a there is another way of doing it and i think that there's a, a book i'm reading at the moment which is which which i think is written by someone a lot younger than me but it really nails down my generation so if, if you think i'm i'm just about to turn 65 so from my my age i'm at the end the tail end of it so for someone who's now 75 to me that generation that 10 year generation who were hippies who created the alternative society who did the first sort of hipster publishing of hip magazines and all that. It was a big explo cultural explosion, some of which I will still defend to this day was incredibly positive and, and helped put the foundations in for things like renewable energy, for the understanding of that, and feminism and anti-racism and all those. So really positive things came out of that generation, but also some really unimaginably stupid negative things. And you've got to acknowledge those. So to name but one person. I lived in a squat in London in 1974-5 and was a leading light hippie. And I, he drove me mad then. And, and, I, and, uh, and I hadn't, you know, I've not heard of him. I, it took me about two years of to go, oh my God, you mean that was his brother? Oh my God. So that tainted my view of rather badly because I just knew that was an idiot climate denier now virus denier i mean what the you can do climate denying is some suddenly becomes quite benign climate change denying oh that's a perfectly fine reasonable argument about that but virus denying when there's thousands of people dying and you saying it isn't real you anyway i won't use bad language but that so my generation uh there was a point i was going to make <laughs> about my generation <laughs> Uh, well, we're about to cark it, you know, we're going to get, we're going to shuffle off because we're the sort of tail end of the baby boom, uh, you know, the boomers. And I, 
uh, there, there's certain key things that they did that I that I sort of will defend. I think that's because I've been quite cynical about my generation and going, we're, we were useless, we were the most selfish. I've just remembered what it is. So the, uh, the notion of being selfish, is, I was discussing this recently, about uh, adopting the technologies that you and I are talking about and that you, you've been very deeply involved with. It should be seen not as a selfless act because, oh, I'm doing this for the good of the planet or to help my grandchildren because there's something about that kind of pious stuff that you just know isn't real. I'm doing it because it's important for me because I want to make the world better for me now, today. That's why it's urgent. I want to, people to stop burning diesel today because it stinks and it's really bad for kids. Not even my kids, someone else's kids, but it's bad for us. So it's a selfish act. I'm being selfish and self-obsessed and I want the world to be better now. And that, that kind of enthusiasm I've kind of understood is that's really important and that shouldn't be denigrated. And I'm doing it for, for completely selfish reasons. I'm going to walk through the streets of London without going, it stinks, it can't be good for me, which, is, which until the last 12 months was the case. It has, it has shifted things and I think we will see a shift now. I really do. Well, I think that's good. And keep, keep bringing the enthusiasm because I think it's absolutely vital. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The, the last bit as we're heading towards the end of our, uh, our hour together, Robert, um, uh, I've got a little quick fire round, which I'm right, okay. be, uh, be willing to me. It's, it's, it's not enormously long, so I don't think it takes forever. <laughs> but um, um, your favourite EV that you've come across, across uh, any shape or size? Oh, God. It is, it is so hard. That is so hard because there's. I mean, uh, I've, I can do a few. So I drive a, a Tesla Model 3, and it's so hard not to be a massive screaming Tesla fanboy. And I mean, the, the most recent software update, I didn't even know it had a software update. I got in it and I went, huh, because it was all different. It's so much better, you know, so it's improving all the time. Yeah. Uh, so that is very hard. The ones that I've, that I've had a short test drive of that I love, the Fiat 500e, you just get in that car and you go, oh, this is brilliant, the Honda e again, was another one of those. I had no idea. I didn't have any... I think it's always good when you don't have preconception. You haven't seen too many pictures of it. And you get in it, you go, this is really cool. And then, particularly for me, not being a professional automotive journalist that knows the, the, the hourly history of this company going back 90 years, yeah. if I get in it and I go, bing, and it's on, and I go, and it drives, I go, that is good. I don't know how it did that. It just worked, you know? Yeah. And, that, and there's somewhere that's automatic and you don't even know, and there's somewhere you're trying to work out how to turn the wipers on for 10 minutes and, you know, all the, the sat-nav voice. There's, a re, there's an episode coming soon where I really have an emotional struggle with the sat-nav <laughs> I could not. T it was the Terminator satnav. You cannot stop it. It will not stop. We did everything. We turned everything off, and then you come turn left here. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I mean, a favourite. That's a. It is a really difficult one. I mean, it is very hard not to cite uh, Tesla just because they set the bar. You know, they've set the bar so high. The Polestar Two, beautiful really just a beautifully made and I like the look of it and the I've just driven the Taycan for two days the Porsche Taycan and you go I don't want to be impressed I'm not interested in sports cars it's stupid and it's really expensive oh my god <laughs> it's just such it's such an amazing car to drive and I mean I drove it a long way and I didn't have backache if a man my age can get out of a sports car effectively what is a sports car and not groan 
that's a really good sign. You know, I could, it was easy to get in and out of, and I was really comfortable driving it. And it just, it's an amazing piece of engineering. You know, it's not surprising. I guess they should be really good at it. Well, I but, guess in, in not answering my question in a way you have answered my question, yes. which is I think you're loving the range that is now available. Yes, I don't I mean range so. in miles. I mean the, no, no. the multiple the, different segments of the car world which are available yeah. to different people, I think. is yeah. the, uh, the I mean, the one, that, the one that's got me to laugh the most recently, it was a bit like the... the um, I always remember the first time I drove the, the, the Renault uh, tw- Twizy. You know, I drove it across mm-hmm. London in hysterical laughter. I couldn't believe I was driving a 1970s bathroom fitting through the, through the West End. It was just so funny. And the most recent one <laughs> was no the... fitting windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no windows at all. But the most recent one was the Citroen Ami, which is a yeah. similar thing. It's, you know, it's a really a, a, a quadru... quadru whatever they call it, a quadrabike or whatever. Quadricycle. Uh, quadricycle, yes. It was just... I just kept laughing. It just made me giggle. And that's... Uh, uh, you know, more a slightly more conventional. It's, you know, you'd sit side by side, the, the driver and passenger, tiny little thing, can go to. I think you could get it to if you were going downhill, probably thirty-five miles an hour, absolutely thrashing it. <laughs> but if you're in a city, it just made so much sense. You could park it in where you'd park a bicycle. You know, it just yeah. it took no room up, and was incredible. If in terms of its kilowatt hours per mile, mind-boggling. You know, it's like it's doing like nine. Nine miles to the kilowatt hour, you know, just that's that's for such a huge number of journeys that human beings make in cities. That's hyper adequate, and and so much less impact on the world than a than a three and a half ton diesel SUV, you know, doing the same bloody journey. It's ridiculous. What about the uh, sort of retrofit stuff of any of the sort of uh, classic cars oh, that are yeah. suddenly uh, being remade with electrics? Have any of those caught your eye? Yeah, I mean, there's so the the. My favourite one to drive was, a, I think, a 1970s Range Rover that had been beautifully converted. And that was like, we, we drove over incredibly rough ground up on a Welsh mountain. And it was like being in a boat on mildly rocky, r- rough sea. It just, it just wallowed, because the drivetrain and suspension in those things is amazing. And yeah. it had no trouble, no trouble at all. And that was an interesting thing. I've noticed that on two big, heavy 4x4 conversions is when you're doing five or ten miles an hour on boggy, soft ground, if you're in a combustion engine car, you're keeping the engine running, you're slipping the clutch, you've got to keep that momentum going. And this, it was... And you could see how much... Any, nothing. It would drive all day at that speed. It was using no... There was no force, no energy use. It's incredible. If, when you were driving along the road at 50 miles an hour, it was savage. <laughs> It's the 70s aerodynamics thing came yeah. to work oh, against absolutely, you. Yeah. But then there, there's a... Um, I haven't actually driven it yet. I've seen it. A beautiful... Because I had a Land Rover Defender was my last combustion car, which I kept for years, uh, which we used on Scrap Heap. It was a real roughy tufty yeah. old Land Rover. You, you learned how not to take your uh, elbow out on the uh, window yes. frame as you turn the steering wheel in that one. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, in terms of, of, of human-machine uh, interface, fairly basic. <laughs> But I love character but, for it. Yes, but then there's a, there's some electric conversions now of Defenders that are legend, and that is a. I have to say, I'm tempted to uh, you know. I mean, it's, it is an expensive thing to do, but you know, you could. I know someone who's quite near me who's an old, a knackered Land Rover dealership, and I could probably buy a, a, you know a, a Land Rover Defender, a ninety Land Rover Defender with no engine or gearbox for not that much money. And then and then convert it, but it's I don't think I will. It's not it's not necessary. <laughs> but I'm so glad people are doing it. I mean, then that business, that industry, if you like, is is expanding enormously. 
and uh, you know that's one of the uh, so one of the things we are I'm determined to do. It might not even still not be this year, but we I will do it before I kick the bucket. Is we we want to make a, an episode called Zap Heap Challenge, which is fairly obvious. I think all your listeners will know. So it's scrap heap, but with electric with uh, batteries. So it will be to build a machine that isn't a car out of yeah. old Tesla and Nissan Leaf batteries and motors and all that stuff. So. We've got the teams that want to do it. So this is all from those people who are at the moment do it. And they're desperate to do it. The original production company are, are involved in it to do it. You know, we were going to do it last year. We had it all worked out. So hopefully we will be able to do that at some point. Um, well, I think that would be know. fantastic. So j- join up two of your key key life yeah, achievements so together would fun. be pretty ace, wouldn't it? would love to do that. Yeah, so that's, a, you know, at the moment a pipe dream, but it's becoming, it's a plausible one. But I mean, that's. I think that is a, a fascinating. Um, I think it, that hit the public eye. I think, uh, although I'm not sure how many people knew at the whatever royal wedding, the royal wedding when they drove off in the E-type Jaguar, yeah. and when people f- heard, it took sort of a few days. I was remember being because uh, I'd seen that car before they drove it, and uh, uh, you know that that was electric, and people went, what? "Why is that electric?" You know, that got a lot of people thinking about it, and wondering what that was like that was a beautiful conversion they did absolutely extraordinary but it's the quality of those companies and the quality of the conversions they're doing are doing uh, is extraordinary and the cheapness now so there's uh, kevin sharp in um, ireland who's doing who's a uh, new electric the company are uh, in they're in uh, netherlands and ireland uh, they're kind of converting lexus hybrid cars using the, the keeping the electric motor that was part of the hybrid drive taking out the engine, the gearbox, the petrol, everything, the tank. And they're doing this for like 2,000 euros. They've, they've got an electric car with a 60-mile range. No, it's only base. But hang on, that's, that's nothing. <laughs> that's the cost of a second-hand car. That's extraordinary. The, 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 the changes that are taking place with that stuff is really remarkable. And the, it's the, when, as the cost of those comes down, you know, that is, I think, brilliant. A brilliant way. You know, and I think it depends on... So there's a... People I know who have classic cars. Chris Barry from Red Dwarf has some beautiful, amazing old classic cars. Well, I think it would be a tragedy to convert them. I, th- I want there to be beautiful old combustion engine cars around it for the, f- the village fate or the special motor museum or, you know, or goes out for a drive like a on a Sunday. steam traction engine exactly. is used today. Is that yeah, what it exactly. Is? Yeah. yeah, you don't want to get rid of it. You need those. You know, I want a kid who's, who isn't born for 20 years who will never see combustion engines. They, thankfully, they won't have to live with them. But then to go out one day... Why and go, does it rattle, Dad? What's that oh all about? Oh, my God, Grandad, what's <laughs> happening in that car? There's a lot of explosions going on. <laughs> thankfully, they're inside a big tin can. I mean, it is the most... That, I think, is... We will... You and I will hopefully live to see that, where people are, young people ask, was that really a, like a big metal box at the front of the car which had explosions in it? <laughs> Yes, there's one that I always refer back to, and I'm sure you and I have talked about it. But one of, I think it's on a, a Swedish Tesla forum as a random place. But it's a, it was, it's a few years old now. But it's a spoof of an electric vehicle driver test driving an internal combustion engine for the right. first time. Yeah, and it talks about all those bits you've just talked about, and it yes. just sort of points out what will uh, what will our children say when we explain yeah. to them how we used to drive these uh, petrol and diesel powered internal combustion engine vehicles. Yeah. I think we're absolutely nuts, weren't they? Yes, absolutely. And when you, I mean, because I remember I drove a, a beautiful American steam car 
uh, on uh, Scrap Heap, you know, because I think we'd made steam engines or something. And that was, it was exquisite, but the complexity of driving that machine, because it, was, it wasn't just a clutch and gear, but it had a big lever outside the door. That engaged the, you know, I've, I can't remember what it was. But what was, what was amazing, it was a really big, heavy car. It had, um, uh, it was burning um, what we'd call paraffin. What do they call Kerosene, I suppose. It had a kerosene burner that would go out. And that's what was creating the steam. And when, it, when he lit it again, this is a big car that weighed something like two and a half tonnes. The car jumped. So that made you very, very nervous. He said, don't worry. <laughs> and he had to light, put a long, he had a long uh, sort of... A match with a three-metre yeah, pole. It was that. It was that. He had to put it down a hole and it would go, boom, and the whole thing would just shudder. And then it would, and then, but once it, that had amazing acceleration, once you opened that baby up, it just shot off. I, it was amazing. But that, you know, the complexity of driving that, that's what a, a child born in 10 years' time, when they first see a car, they go, oh my God, you had to put, what, one foot down and then move the stick. Gears and clutches. And then take the other foot off and then, ah. Oh, carries on I, running when you stop. Why is he doing yes. that? Because <laughs> I actually drove a combustion hire car two years ago in Italy my wife and it was so embarrassing it was like I was a learner I, I mean I got I, it came back pretty quick but the first 250 meters I stalled twice right on a roundabout in Italy they get ever so moody <laughs> I just did the kangaroo because <laughs> I forgot to put the, oh clutch oh my god how does this thing work it's amazing how you did you know I've been because I've been I'm old I've been driving probably 40 years before I ever drove an electric car so I was used yeah. to it then but I, it, it has gone that skill set a dying art hopefully yeah 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 <laughs> great well, that's been absolutely wonderful thank you Robert I've really enjoyed having a chat with you it's gone well over our allotted time oh, but, uh, sorry I'm, I'm, no, don't apologize <laughs>